Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This is Inside Purple and Gold. Welcome back to Inside Purple and Gold. I'm Dane Mizutani alongside Tom Schreier. If you like what you're hearing, give us a listen. Inside Purple and Gold, anywhere you get your podcasts. We're also on the Odyssey app. This is an Odyssey podcast, so Inside Purple and Gold. If you're following us, you don't even have to look. It'll pop up on your phone as soon as our great producer, Spencer, cuts up the audio, makes us sound good, and drops it into the feed. So make sure you're following us. Make sure you're giving us a rating and review, too. That helps. Touched on the injuries a little bit in segment two. Brian O'Neill, IR. So the right tackle, gone. Austin Schlotman, IR. Backup center, gone. Garrett Bradbury, still struggling through his back injury. I know he he suffered an injury in-game and then got into a car accident, you know, a couple of weeks ago. That kind of exacerbated, you know, the lower back injury that he's battling with. The hope is that he's ready for the playoffs. That's not a guarantee. Yesterday, the Vikings went out and signed Greg Mance, um, journeyman center. I think he has 32 starts under his belt. They did that because of Chris Reed looking out of sorts and it's not Chris Reed's fault. He hasn't played all year. He doesn't play center. He got thrown into kind of the fire the other day when Austin Slotman goes down very early and he didn't perform well, but like, what are you, what do you expect out of a guy who's a third string guard who's now playing center? He probably won't start this week. I would imagine the signing of Greg Mance, 
pushes him to be someone you're trying to kind of fit into that whole just in case Garrett Bradbury can't go. Uh, but Tom, the fact that we're talking about Greg Mance and who the heck's going to start at right tackle, is it going to be Ole Udo? I don't know who yeah. it's going to be. Like the fact that we're talking about all of that, that's concerning to me heading into the playoffs because we all know Justin Jefferson's great. Dalvin Cook, huh, he wasn't so great last week, but it's because yeah. the plays were getting blown up in the backfield. Out of all the weapons they have on offense, if the line can't hold a block, none of it matters. Yeah, I. the funny thing about Chris Reed is he actually, as a blocker, was significantly better than Bradbury. But you could tell like that he's a he's a backup who's not supposed to be playing center. Um, yeah, yeah. In some ways, you know, like he could have been a bigger story. I understand like there, there's some loss there, right? Going from backup center to, to moving him over to center. But like, I actually think he probably held his own fine. Again, I don't know fully how to evaluate that because the old line's kind of a different animal, but like, you get, give it, think about it being in Lambeau field, you know what I mean? And like in all this sequencing and like, yeah, I mean, it, having said that, Max, I'm just looking up kind of on the fly here. He actually, I'm assuming he's an undrafted player out of Toledo. I don't see, I don't see a uh, draft next to his name. Um, <laughs> but I mean, like, 15 uh, made three starts for Houston. 16 uh, made made 16 starts, but then they list him in 17 as a right tackle. That's not a great sign for a center. Um, <laughs> and then, and then uh, 16 starts in 18 uh, for Houston. He was with Houston until 2029. I'd have to think like Houston was probably not great for most of that time, but. Again, if you looked at it in isolation, you'd be like, hey, pretty good for an undrafted guy out of Toledo. He played for Miami in 21. And then he's listed as an offensive lineman with one one game um, under his belt with uh, Buffalo this year. Um, I mean, this is not uh, – yeah, I mean, he, <laughs> you know, th this is not kind of the, the game plan. And I think you go like, how is Chris Reed the guy who's, who's snapping the ball? It's because, like – this is break glass in case of emergency bringing in a, a center like this. So, um, I mean, we talked a lot about, and you know, we've talked all season about how injuries will affect the team, how many injuries there are in the NFL. It's just such a, it's because it's literally like the first thing that happens on a play. Um, it's very hard to cover for this guy, right? It's always hard if it's a tackle, right? Yep. Um, it's, it's, it's obviously, we know how different the Vikings would look if, if a guy like Jefferson went down or, or cousins did, but, um, you know, I think of how much trouble they've had in general with their offensive line. Like think of Cousins. I think he tripped twice over Ed Ingram. Yep. And there's been so much focus on Ed Ingram given he was um, drafted this year and thrown right into the fire and, and was kind of the weak link on the chain being the, the youngest player and least experienced. But um, I mean, yeah, I just that exchange is so important. Um, and <laughs> yeah, it. it it goes back to like, how are they playing under those field conditions? But also like what sometimes, sometimes like, I don't know what a team would do. You know what I mean? There's not yeah. much you can do if the starting quarterback goes down your star receiver. I mean, we saw even with like Harrison Smith, right. And the neck injury, how Detroit yep. just preyed on that situation. So um, some of this is unfortunate luck. I know it's the next man up in, in football. I, you know, I think if it was a different point in the season, you just chalk it up to adversity. How do they adjust? It's just, this is such, you're in the crucible, obviously not the Chicago game specifically, but entering the playoffs. Um, 
I mean, I guess we talk about what do we learn about the team? We'll learn how they adjust and next man up and when things aren't going well, because no matter what the Vikings have done, and they've taken so many precautions to keep their players safe, right? You talk about 11 padded practice of the 16 year allowed yep. before the season starts. You talk about how they, you know, they've kind of emphasized this. They're using advanced medicine and there's rest days. And we're only doing a walkthrough on this Wednesday because we played, you know, whatever, like a, a Monday night game or um, even like the players felt a chart and it, they're trying to be as specific as possible and the degree to which they're injured. Right. Cause they understand like every player is hurt in some capacity. Right. And it's, and it's what part of your body, what's the pain tolerance? How does this affect your play? Yes. Um, and I just, again, I think the Vikings have done a really good job about of taking care of their players, uh, the treatment and, and, um, and, and when they play and all this stuff and, and it's, it's just it's be unfortunate in every situation, but it's really unfortunate. Again, you're like bringing this guy in who he's going to be introducing himself to to yeah. everybody, and then go, you know, and and whatever. So I again, I think he can get the job done functionally. I think it's um, given we know how disruptive. Um, and kind of you're playing Chicago, but like uh, how disruptive uh, teams have been that can get to Cousins. You're just accentuating this this weakness that that teams with a good front four figured out is nearly fatal for the Vikings. So yeah, I not much more to say other than that. Like it's really unfortunate when you're center and then on top of that, O'Neal go down in this game. Yeah. And it is worth noting that like Garrett Bradbury has been trending towards at least some sort of progress. in, in as far as his lower back injury goes, I don't know if he's going to be available for the playoffs. I don't know if the Vikings even know if he's going to be available for the playoffs. I, I think the hope is that like you can give him one more week. Um, I know you're stuck. You're playing your starters this week in Chicago, but if you say, Hey Garrett, take a little bit of more time. Like we need you for next Sunday when we're hosting the giants. Um, I think your hope is that you keep your fingers crossed and that he's ready and that you just see this week whether it's Chris Reed, whether it's Greg Mance, okay, this is what it could look like if Garrett can't go for the for, for wild card weekend. I, I don't think Garrett's going to play this weekend, but I think the hope is that he can play week one of the playoffs. A, a guy that we are pretty sure is going to play this weekend, unless Kevin O'Connell has a change of heart in the next three days, is Justin Jefferson. And... He's 193 yards away from Calvin Johnson now. Did not get much closer. You know, he had 15 yards, one catch for 15 yards against Green Bay. So he went from being 208 yards away to now being 193 yards away. He could do it conceivably. Like I, we've seen him pop off for, for big games. Um, the only concern I would have is that like, if Justin Jefferson breaks Calvin Johnson's record, it's because he played the whole game. And I don't think he should play the whole game. I would hope that either you reach a point in the first or second half where if you're Kevin O'Connell, you say like, okay, we are far enough ahead. Let's get these guys out of here. Or you say it's close, but I'm not taking any more chances. Our starters got their chance to feel good about themselves, to get back on track after the Green Bay game it's a three point game. It's a tie game, whatever it is. I'm taking the starters out. I can't risk anything. Um, so could Justin Jefferson catch Calvin Johnson this week? Yes. Should he be in a position to do that in the slightest? Like, no, he shouldn't. Um, so 
I guess if he has just this amazing first half and gets loose for three big gains and is within striking distance, you could argue that that he should get the chance to go after it. Um, we're we're still early in Justin Jefferson's career. I think if he got close this year, there's no reason he can't get close next year and the year after that and the year after that. Um, let's look big picture here. I don't know where are you at with that, Tom. Like, would you let him chase it, yeah. or is it time to just put these guys in bubble it's, wrap and, it's, and, and it's move such on? A- Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. You know, I just feel so differently than last year. Last year, I felt totally. like we didn't play the starter. Listen, I would have been, I think it would have been justified actually if they didn't play the starters in the Chicago game last year, both for the, the, um, to get a better pick, like essentially trying to lose the game. Um, but also, like, you just don't want an injury that could potentially affect the next season. I understand that's a long period of time, but it's not, it's not inconceivable that that could happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, so long as you're playing them, that should be, one of the main objectives right correct um and also like you think of the 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 narrative around it that jefferson in chicago like randy moss was calling that game justin jefferson as he's done before is wearing a randy moss shirt and moss goes up to him and says hey you made the pro Bowl." that was like the highlight of the game like i'm not even exaggerating that game sucked so much but like you know you would have had some parallel i guess at the end of the season there um, this just feels different. Like he already broke Ross Moss's record and he did it in such a way that it, it kind of like highlighted how special he is. Like it, we talked about it when it happened, but it literally just like showed up on the scoreboard briefly and then yeah. like went away. And then they had to like reintroduce it a couple of times being like, Hey, he broke the record, you know? And yeah. I think he, you mentioned this, he has time. I think something we have to remember too, cause you can look at the 15 yard game here and the 14 yard game against Detroit. And you know, like obviously the, the, Dallas disaster. I think it's trouble in Philadelphia. Like he's still not in his prime. I mean, it's bonkers, but he's not like he, you know what I mean? Like there's still probably another gear. And like, the other thing is this team, we're talking about a first year head coach and a new regime and all this stuff. There's a lot they've done well with the offense. Um, Probably the masterpiece is actually the the Patriots game. I know the Patriots aren't what they once were, but that's still Belichick trying to take them out of the game and couldn't um, on a short week. But like, I think, there's also learns for them on how to beat, you know, when you have double, triple team and stuff like that. So um, just because he doesn't get it now doesn't mean he won't later. Um, you don't want to take anything for granted in the NFL, but like if, if there's any player to trust, it's Justin Jefferson. And then also like we just know the caveat, right? It's that there is obviously the added stress of playing all the games that they have to play now the extra game. But like, yeah. but the, he's not breaking it in the same way Calvin Johnson did. You know what I mean? And I just, it's not that important that you'd yeah. risk his health when you need him in the playoffs. By the way, he'd say that. I remember asking him about 2000 <laughs> yards trying to think when that was a couple of weeks ago. And he, you know, he kind of does the Justin Jefferson answer. Where he's like, yeah, it'd be cool. But, uh, but I do want to just win these games. And you, you kind of almost take him at his word that he's like, yeah, he, he would be cool and kind of casual about breaking someone's record as he kind of was with Randy Moss. But I think he ultimately, he's happy now because of 12 wins that, that, you know, and he understands he's a big part of that and he's, and he probably needs to be for, for his own sake. But like, um, but you know, I, I get the impression, like you could probably talk him into if you're coaching him and he had any qualms, you could be like, Hey, we just need to show up against New York. You know, assuming that's the game they play in the playoffs. 
Yeah, it just you're right though. It feels so much different than last year. It was like last year, heading into the final week, games meaningless, not going to make the playoffs. There's one good thing that can happen here: Justin Jefferson can get a chance at breaking the record, can pass Randy Moss with Randy Moss in the building. This year, you're literally looking ahead to an important game next week. I, I know Justin Jefferson. He like. He does. He cares about where he stands on like the pantheon of great receivers in the league currently and in the league of all time. But that dude understands more like how important he is to the Vikings right now on a week to week basis. So I do not think there is a world in which Justin Jefferson will be upset if he is 50 yards. Say he has like, an incredible first half like he did against Detroit or you know, like if he's within striking distance of, of Randy or of, of Calvin Johnson, I'm sorry. And Kevin O'Connell says, you're done for the day. We need you next week. I don't think Justin Jefferson's going to care. I think the rhetoric after the game might be similar to what it was last year when he just said, yeah, that's okay. I'll just break Randy's record next year. <laughs> and then he did um, to your point, Tom, he's 23 years old. He's not in his prime, which is crazy to think about. Like, Knock on wood that he's healthy for the duration of his career. Mm -hmm. He's only going to ascend. This is the first year in an offense, like you said, with Kevin O'Connell. At the beginning of the year, back in February when O'Connell was hired, everyone thought about Cooper Cup and what he did last year and how Justin Jefferson would look in that role. He looks pretty good in it. He'll look even better next year. There's no reason to get cute, to get silly here. If they weren't going for, if they're, if the Vikings were a 500 team and, dropped out of the playoffs last week and had nothing to play for this week. Yeah. I, I could entertain just forcing him the ball and, and, and letting him try to get 193 and pass Calvin shit, throw him the ball enough that maybe he can get to 2000. Mm -hmm. None of it's worth it anymore. Um, I, you, you know how I feel. I, I wouldn't play him at all. I'd say it's yeah, so, yeah. pretty close. Yeah. Um, but I think even Kevin O'Connell knowing that they're playing the starters this week, will still have a short leash with him as they absolutely should. There's a lot of good days to come ahead for Justin Jefferson, for the Vikings, um, including later this year, good days to come. Like you're going to be hosting a playoff game in approximately 12 days. So no reason to risk it um, more than necessary this Sunday in Chicago. Yeah, no, I agree. I For, for once, the NFL could schedule the Bears like some other point in the season because right. this actually would be a fun like hey jefferson could go for like 250 you know what i mean or whatever yeah. this was somewhere i you know i don't know i i understand like the schedulers have a, a unique task and what they do i'd much rather see green bay late or how detroit to be honest yeah. and so hey nfl schedulers let, let's throw this out like the week 15 you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> like let let Justin jefferson cook because he really shouldn't in this game but yeah. um yeah, little control the Vikings have over that. And and honestly, it's it's more important if, if you're Justin Jefferson, the mindset has to be how do I cook the the team they play in the playoffs if it's New York or somewhere else? And I to my guess is that's more important to have anyways. For sure. We'll leave it there. When we come back later this week, um, we'll be sitting down with someone from the Chicago Bears to talk about what has been a disastrous season there. Um in the meantime, thanks for stopping by today. Make sure you're tuning in Sunday. Me and Tom will come at you after that game. Tom's going to Chicago um, for this game. I don't know why, but yes. We're not resting <laughs> our starters this week. So Tom will be there um, for a game that does not very much matter. But 
Vikings play at, at noon on Sunday. Niners play at the, in the three o'clock hour on Sunday. And then Packers Lions Sunday night. So it will be a game that will have a lot of talking points coming out of it. Probably even more talking points the day that follows. So we'll be back. I'll be back with the Chicago writer this week. Me and Tom will be back over the weekend. Thank you for listening to Inside Purple and Gold. Once again, our thoughts and prayers go out to DeMar Hamlin and his family. Um, Hopefully we got good news coming down the chute here.